0: Hi, it's Michael Henry Harris, and welcome to the Origin Story Podcast, Process Edition. This is the second in our process series. Uh, For those not in the know, the Origin Story Podcast is usually a long-form interview format with superheroes from all walks of life, the theory being that we can all learn from each other's journeys. The process series is, in effect, the origin story for new works of art. Musician Will Haraway of the Sundogs and Haraway Brothers is writing new songs for an album, and I am working on my first novel. We get together every so often and talk about, you guessed it, the process. We're having a lot of fun with it, and I think you will too. Our next interview format podcast will be released next week. It's with Mark Sage from Bobo Intriguing Objects, and what a cool person. He travels the world looking for antiques and inspiration and he's a heck of a storyteller. So by all means, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review and sign up for the flock email at Turkey.com to be sure you don't miss out on anything. Uh, one final thing. Submissions will be open next week for the 2019 edition of 12 Authors, 12 Stories. This is a anthology of short stories that uh, Pinecone Turkey publishes. This year, each story is inspired by the theater. So go to com. The submission info should be up on the website by Sunday or Monday at the latest. This is Friday the 22nd of March, uh, if you're listening to this past that. And uh, submissions will be open for a couple of months, and all the details will be on the website. All right, let's get to it. Will
1: Haraway, how have you been?
0: I have been good, Mike.
1: I have been so good.
0: Yes. Yes, outstanding. Yes. So I'm gonna. uh, Things have been good. I'm gonna suggest on the air we go with Michael instead of Mike. You got it. Uh, And I think this started. I I dated a girl, and I think she must have had really horrible experiences with more than (laughs) with multiple mics. And when somebody would call me Mike, she did not like it. Boom! She would correct them immediately. No, that's Michael. Yeah, that was. Oh my God! You you know
2: her. That That sounded just like her. That was
0: amazing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, I just, you know, went to, you know, went went to the 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 bitchy the, the bitchy side <laughs> yeah. of my personality. What do you say?
0: You know, actually, when I think about it, I'm not even sure who it was. Like, I don't know which which, which, girlfriend of, your, to which credit, of your which, which of which your credit for this <laughs> which of your
1: hundreds of ex girlfriends,
0: oh Michael, gosh, hundreds and <laughs> thousands and golly, <laughs> prolific. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I wonder if sarcasm can be detected by over microphones, right? <laughs> uh well good. I'm glad you've been doing good. Yeah man. Yeah. Uh I re-listened to the podcast. Okay. And um uh, I I enjoyed it. I had a good time listening Good. I to
1: it. I heard from other people that they enjoyed it. I, uh I I saw several people that were like, "Hey, I'm halfway through it or whatever." And I was like, "All
0: right." All right. There we go. We had some uh, We some, sing at
1: the end, so stick around, you know. That's right
0: exactly. Yeah. That's some positive feedback. Yeah, uh, that's I, good. I mean, you know, that's what you want. You want people to listen to it. Uh, have you had any gigs since we, since we met
1: uh, last time? We did. Uh, let me think about that. Because the thing that has happened is that my brother had a baby.
0: That's right. Yes. Congratulations, yes. brother. Yes,
1: Uncle Will and all of that stuff, yes. Um, Boy or girl. Madison Ann. So oh boy. Yeah, little girl. Yes, little girl, Madison Ann. And uh, she's delightful. He's got his hands full.
0: Is this his first?
1: This is his first child. So I think we had maybe one gig in February, and it was for the Lovett High School, I mean, Lovett School, you know, it's not just a high school. That thing goes all the way, I believe, um, auction. And it was actually it was actually super fun. Oh, outstanding. You know, yeah. Um, We had uh, Bradley Cole Smith uh, kind of join up with us to kind of be, just for another little bit of help, really. Sure. You know, another singer and all of that. And we love Bradley anyway. And he went to love it, so it totally made sense. Anyway, uh, and it was over at the American Spirit Whiskey. And it was super fun. Those are, you know, because we learned a lot of the kind of covers that Bradley knows, which is like a bunch of Clapton and like some Faces what it's is inf- what is Faces? Oh, uh, the Faces! You know, like Ron, Ronnie Wood and uh, you know the, uh, uh, that. I think that was um, Rod Stewart. Yeah, Rod Stewart's band too. He was in the Faces. I had
0: never, never really. Heard of them. No. Oh, dude, you got to go home and this do your sucks. homework. I don't know music like you do, but you you read a lot, so you know everything. I know you would <laughs> you would love
1: the fa- everyone in that's listening. If you have not listened to the Faces, do yourself a favor. It's what made Rod Stewart a star. Really? Yes. I mean, it was the classic, like lead singer of the band of this great band, and then goes off. To, and he certainly was great on his own. Don't get me wrong. I like Maggie May and Every Picture Chairs the Story as much as the next guy. That's all really good stuff. But I mean, he was never as good as he was as he was at the Faces.
0: Any songs you think I would recognize by the title or by humming? Well, Ooh La La, La.
1: You've probably that's 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 probably at this point their most famous song because, um, you know, that's that's uh, on. One of the commercials now, I think it's like maybe a Volkswagen commercial or something like that. I wish that I knew what I know oh, now yeah. when I was There's, younger. Yeah. Wish. It's such a great, great song, um, which I have loved.
0: I always that find was your dad's favorite song. In, in, that, commercial. in that commercial.
1: Yeah. yeah, but you know, it's funny, like you were saying that you pick up all this music, but I just pick up stuff like that. Like, the reason I, the first time I ever heard that song, it was when Blue Mountain did it. So... <laughs> And I was like, "What is that cool song?" They're like, "Oh, it's The Faces." I was like, "Oh, The Faces." I guess I better check that out. And that's how I found like most stuff. I think I think that's probably the way most people find stuff. But yeah, uh, Blue Mountain and Carrie Hudson, great, great, great band.
0: And now with YouTube, you can just dive down the right hole and just you know, yeah, what? wake up six hours later and a lot smarter.
1: Yeah, but we we did a bunch of those tunes, and that was super super fun. And it was the typical gig like that. Uh, we had really great sound. And it, but, but it was at American Spirit with whiskey, so it's just tons of talking and wine drinking and whatever. And uh, so it happens all the time. We play for a good probably 90 minutes, like a, a, like a full set, and then we take a break, and then we play another 30 minutes. And then at that point, people get on their fourth glass of wine – and they are roaring to hear you and are so fired up. And th- and so that last, like, 30, 40 minutes is super fun. And then they turn on the lights and cut you off and you got to quit. And all this, and all the people that just now are like, oh, what happened? It's like, well, we have been here for two hours. You know, that, that <laughs> always, always happens. Every time. We knew it was coming. It's, we were not surprised. But uh, it is funny, though, because we would have played for as long as we could. I mean, we were having a great time. We It was fun, actually. You know, I mean, th- those gigs sometimes can be lame, but... This one was a real blast just because we had such great sound and it's a cool place to play. So,
0: what does uh, American Spirit whiskey is that the same as the cigarettes?
1: Uh, no? no, that's over there. It's not, it's, it's on Armor Road. Oh, I'm sorry, over there from uh, not close to Sweetwater, but not like if you, if you were taking the left to go to Sweetwater Brewery, you would take a right and that would take you around to American Spirit. No, ah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Um, and they make whiskey. But Outstanding, and it's, and is it's it good? Event, yeah, it's event space So uh, Very, very we cool We play there four times a year Alright, that's mm-hmm. cool
0: And y'all have a gig coming up soon, right?
1: Or yeah, so Sunday We're going to play at uh, Piedmont Park For the Songs for Kids Festival
0: And that is Today the uh, This is the 20th So that'll be what? The, the 24th 20th. Thank you Yes <laughs> Basic yes. math, not yeah. my strength <laughs>
1: Well, we're, we're right brainers Exactly <laughs> English majors, English majors over here.
0: And will that be the full band? Well, Lee's still
1: on fraternity leave. He's he's rejoining us uh, on the thirtieth, so next Saturday he'll 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 play with us for the first time in months, which is good.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure he's jonesing.
1: I'm sure he is too. It's uh, I just keep I don't know. It it was funny though. Like he brought Maddie over to see us and, and visit the house two weeks ago. And, and and you've been there. I've been there. I totally get it. But it was funny. Like I've been trying to like try to give him a schedule of things. Like okay, so this is what we've got coming up, or whatever. And I could not get like a text, a phone call, an email, anything out of the guy. So which I get again. So so what I did is I gave him an analog piece of paper. These are the dates. <laughs> Just check mark which ones you want to play. Right. <laughs> So pretty funny. So it's every so uh, Lee won't be there, but uh, Nelson Nolan is going to play with us. So we're just kind of taking the opportunity to bring in some extra friends. Very very uh, very and cool. It's fine. It's you know. It's, it sounds
0: like it's for a good cause. What do yeah, they exactly? It's a great exactly? cause. So
1: so songs for kids. Um, that is Josh Rifkin's uh, charity that he started. I want to say thirteen years ago, and you might remember that. Uh, every is it April? No. Well, I don't remember uh, but specifically, but <laughs> but he does 500 songs in a month.
0: Okay, he I've gets, heard and of and something like 500 songs get, for kids or something like that. Yes. Yeah.
1: So he tries to get 500 bands. It's normally more like, it's, it's a lot, but a lot of people end up doubling up or you split up. or sure. You know what I mean? But it's great. And, and, uh, so that, and they go to charities. And, I mean, they go to hospitals and they teach kids how to write songs and just, they play with them or they just play to them or they let them play or whatever. It's just, they just kind of go to these, uh, you know, turn, um, not terminally ill, but, but, uh, you know, seriously ill children, uh, and, and hang out with them and bring them the gift of music.
0: That's, that's yeah. awesome. That's really cool. So where can, so if somebody wants to buy a ticket and, uh, help support this amazing cause, Yeah, how, how well, would they do that?
1: Uh, I want to say that it is on the songsforkids.com. Okay. I'm almost positive that is the that is the web address songsforkids.com. It is plastered all over Facebook. You'll be able to find it pretty quickly. But uh, you could just search 500 songs for kids, and you can buy a ticket straight from them. But it's at Piedmont Park, and I'm sure you can buy a ticket there too. You know, outstanding. So it's 12 to 4, and uh, we usually buy like Aaron and I usually get something there. Uh, you know, they they have beach houses for you know that people, same as any of these other school auctions that people do. Right. You know, cool stuff and music stuff and.
0: You know, Good stuff. stuff to be had. Go support people. Yeah. That sounds
1: good. Yeah, so we'll get up there and do some, do some fun stuff. And, there, and there's like jumpy houses and Papa Shot, so it's super family friendly.
0: Fun for the whole family.
1: Yeah, and tons of good food, too. Golly, every restaurant in town is generally puts a table up.
0: Oh, wow,
2: very yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's worth the ticket price, which goes to charity anyway. So.
0: There,
2: yeah, there
1: yeah. we go,
0: exactly. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's very, very cool. Yeah, man.
1: So, yeah, been been pretty quiet on the – it's been weird, actually, just not – but uh, just not having shows because we, we were so busy, you know, at the end of last year and at the beginning of this year with that whole, you know, festival thing that we talked about last time, which right. was such a blast. And then we had a couple things coming after that, and then, then it's, it's been dead on purpose, you know, but uh, that's okay. It's, you know, it's, that's, it's, it's, it's just been
0: different. Do you double up on like songwriting, or are you just like you know? Because you know, obviously this I is, was supposed to. There's other gigs and stuff too going on. I mean, there's other, like daily life, day job gigs, yeah. and family gig and husband gig. I,
1: I was supposed to do that, but I didn't. But I, did, I have played a lot of guitar, uh, so I've got a lot of I got a lot of songs that need lyrics. How about that? There we go. Yeah, I gotcha. I have written a lot of a lot of cool, what I think might be cool melodies and chord progressions, but they, they, they need some lyrics. Gotcha, you know? and. I think tomorrow I'm trying to I'm I'm gonna do a theme song for my buddies. Uh, so I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Yes, you are big I, time, right? I think, yes, I am. Oh, that's right. You 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 caught me streaming one on my phone before when was, <laughs> was a big game against the Cubs. Um, but so my buddy Will Leach, uh, he's a sports writer, and he has a podcast called Seeing Red. Which is a Cardinals podcast
0: with the okay. Cardinals, with the,
1: with another sports writer Bernie Miklitz, who's like a legendary like Hall of Fame sports writer guy, and uh, he asked me for a theme song, so I got to cut thirty seconds of a theme song uh, tomorrow so he can get it by the beginning of the year.
0: Well, oh, very cool. But you'll well, appreciate- this is not Will Leach who also does like film reviews, is it? Yeah, that's Will. That is Will. Yeah, he's Greerson and Lee. Yeah, Greerson okay, and
2: So, you, Leach.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, so <laughs> listen to so, so Hank and I listen to that all the damn that's time. Great. I love that podcast, man. I dig we'll, those dudes.
1: We'll, we'll have to, you know, I I didn't make that connection. We'll have to, we'll have to introduce y'all because he's he's a great dude and he would love to, you know, certainly talk to somebody that uh, is a screenwriter and a playwright and all, you know, because. That's the other side of his career. Is
0: that, I didn't know that. he did sports and movies. Oh that's, yeah,
1: no, that's where he started. You know, he started uh He started Deadspin. If you know that website, you know I've website? heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't really know
0: what it is exactly, but
1: well, you know, it's kind of an irreverent. Uh, it, it's really sort of like some of those blogs that kind of talk about the fan's perspective, just kind of like taking the taking the stuffing out of. You know, broadcasters and 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 I think they were some of the first that just kind of showed people being drunk. You know, like you'd see Ben Rosalesberger, you know, out being a drunken asshole. You know, and, they, and somebody would take a picture of him and they'd send it to Deadspin and they'd post it. You know, Okay, that, that kind of stuff. Be that you know, um, but uh, but they you know, it's a, I still go to it. Does he a, still run that site? No, nah, so- no, nah, he left it maybe five six years ago, and. Um, Kind of right. I think he maybe he had he gotten married, and he married a girl from Columbus, Georgia,
0: where I grew up. Right? That's crazy okay. talk.
1: Okay, so uh, her it's name all coming together, Alexis Stevenson. I don't know if you should. Could pop. That's
0: who's the one who said the thing about Mike.
1: Uh, there you go. <laughs> no, that would be pretty awesome that would, if that would was true. That'd be great. Really weird if that was true. Yeah, that would. Be really I weird. love that. But, uh, but but so they lived in uh, you know the classic kind of. New York thing, you know, they lived in Manhattan and then they moved to Brooklyn and then they had a child and I visited them at this one point when they were in Brooklyn. And I mean, you know, it was a nice apartment, but it was like, their, uh, you know, the classic thing. There's a yeah, living room, their bedroom, and then the guest room, which was now the baby's room. And that's it, you know? Yeah. And so they, he, uh, you know, he, at that point he was writing for New York magazine, but, uh, also for MLB. And so they, he basically, you know, decided to move to Georgia, and they they live in Athens now.
0: Oh, I love yeah. that. He's a big
1: United fan. He comes up, yeah, he comes up and sees the sees the United games, and he's, he's very written cool. several well, cool articles about the United. Actually,
0: I tell him I'm a fan. Hank yeah. and I listen to him, and like, well, so Hank and I we have our own little podcast where we review. Of course, you do. With, yeah, you know, whatever the hell we've seen. Captain Marvel. Yeah, generally, but yeah, God, that was a disaster one, but that was fun. Um, Kids liked it. Yeah, I took good. the girls. On uh, whatever. Oh no, I wasn't talking about the movie. I was. We did a. <laughs> it's all about me, Will. Um, Hank and I did a podcast on Captain Marvel, and one of, was one of those that just like it went on forever. We got lost, like when we were trying to recap it or not recap it. So we listened to them and say, "Look, they don't recap the whole thing. No, I mean, no, this is no, how they, they do." It. it. So we're trying to we're trying to up our game, yeah. and listening like to it. them helps.
1: I liked it a lot more than both of them did. I did too. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so I'm doing. So I, I've got a, a theme song for for him, which will be super fun because I know he's really going to like it. So,
0: oh, that's yeah. very cool. Yeah.
1: So just just little stuff like that. Yeah. No. And just writing guitar stuff.
0: Yeah. Good. But good, I think, good. 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 I,
1: I think maybe I told you last time that, it, it, and and now it's almost like a curse in a way. In that, like in my younger years, when I put together something that I thought was cool, I would just. Ram words together To make it fit And be done with it And be like Oh that's cool You know And then Now I I can't Make myself do it I'll write like Three or four lines And be like Oh it's terrible You know (laughs) Which I know You can appreciate
0: Certainly (laughs) So
1: so now it's almost like I just need to sit down and do the work and really make myself do it. Yeah. You know, make myself write a good song. Because now I know what good songs are. That's the, th- that's the, the curse of it.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I relate to that totally. I've actually gotten to it in the last, I'll say 10 days, gotten to Got a, a really much better place. Not really. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, yes, I've gotten a lot done. Maybe not a lot of words. that will actually see the end of it. But I started having fun with it.
1: Oh, that's fine.
0: And I think this whole time, you know, I've been putting pressure on myself to yep. have it be something immediately and doing that just made it not fun. And now I'm sitting down and I'm, you know, scheduling the time in advance and actually sitting down and doing it and just playing. I'm just having right. a good time thinking, oh, what the fuck should these people do?
1: Right. Who are they really? Who are they? Yeah. What would they do in this situation? So when you write, do you... Um are you a morning guy, or what's your what's your schedule?
0: You know, it's usually like mid morning is kind of kind of me. I'm not a after morning coffee. person. I'm definitely a night out after coffee. And what the routine I've been getting in, and I need to keep it up because it really is one of those, you know, they have those linchpin habits they talk about. You know, if you yeah. get this, then everything goes smoother. It's fucking working out, man. Yeah. As much as I hate to say it, because that's not my strength. So ten o'clock, you're writing. Yeah, just to, or. It, it, Planned in advance. It may not be 10. Yeah. It may be 11, you know, or if I have uh, an audition, you know, maybe like, you know, things will, but it'll be, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll be a block of time. Yeah, nice right on cue, yeah, baby. Man. I like that. Dig it. Uh, it'll be like a block of time and it'll, it'll do it. And I'll just, and for like the first time, maybe since I've been working like once I get into something, yeah, it's not really a problem an issue. But getting into a work, I find extremely difficult. Yeah, and for the first time in a long time, I'm able to actually just to sit there, and live with the uncomfortableness of not producing or right. not uh, succeeding, but sitting there and living with it, and and it ends up producing something. Yeah, like it, if you if I just sit there, and don't get on my phone and check Facebook or get on the laptop. Yeah, it something has been developing. And if it doesn't develop, I'm okay with it. Because yeah. I'm still having fun thinking about it. Right. I saw, I got some advice from, um, I took that, uh, bop up that master class. I think I said this last time, but I started watching the Neil Gaiman one. Okay. And uh, he's a, you know, a writer I really, really love. Yeah. I dig him at his work and I dig kind of just who he is. Yeah. Just kind of a cool motherfucker. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, And one of the things he suggested doing at the beginning of a project is just a brain dump. And what he describes it as is basically you're just writing down everything you think you know about the project. And when I did that, I ended up confronting something that's been driving me nuts and driving me nuts to where I've been kind of paralyzed. So I kind of know what the story might be or I I have an inkling, you know, but I haven't known when to start it, like where to start it chronologically.
1: You know, I can easily play jazz riffs while you are <laughs> talking. I will get behind that kit, and, and i we can we can cat it I out. I can man. just
0: throw the uh, the Mike Myers "So I Married an Axe yes. are like she stole my
2: cat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to do the rest of the podcast. Oh, that's a good movie. Uh, so I haven't known. So you know the, the story. You know, briefly, is we have this new guy entering mm-hmm. the secret society. So right. we got to figure out how he meets the people, how he's included. He has to have a very strong relationship with the girl who gets killed. He has to care. So how did they meet? When did that happen? And is that included in the actual, you know, narrative of the book, like the narrative through line, or is that in flashback or is that understood? And all these things that have been driving me crazy because yeah. I don't know where I have where to start the damn book. Right. So finally by doing this brain dump, it just solutions just started appearing. Like ideas started coming. Mm-hmm. By just throwing out everything I, I knew, I, I actually knew more than I thought. And again, this all could turn out to be like not the way it goes, but it doesn't matter right now, because again, all we're trying to do is get a shitty first draft. Right, so, that's right. And this helps. And so what I started doing is writing scenes, whether they were in the beginning of the novel or not, but I knew they had to occur. Right. Like there's going to be that's, a Okay, a vigil. that
1: makes sense. Yeah, so just go ahead and write that scene. So you know there's going to be that so you go ahead and write that out that yeah. makes a lot of sense to me
0: and the other thing that was paralyzing me a lot is choosing between first person or third and third person yeah and so I think I talked about last time that I think the only way to re- really figure it out is just to write like both versions of certain scenes and see which That's one really actually helps the narrative and I, when I, I think I, when I said that on the podcast last time I was I wasn't excited about it at all I was like this is gonna suck you know right. why do I want to waste these words and these times it's not wasted. And I'm having fun doing it.
1: I could see that. Like you can pull once you write them both. There's probably I would imagine that there's things you can pull from both of them that 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 raise the 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 uh that elevate both of them and make it better.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And so I still don't know like what the point of view of this thing is going to be. But right now I'm enjoying playing with the option of having both. Yeah. Or or not both. Or maybe maybe both. I guess there's three options. You know, but. Right, um, but I'm enjoying the uh, exploring. And the first person would be the guy. First person would be the guy. Yeah. And okay. the advantages for that, you know, is when you have first person in a novel, you really get inside that character's head. Right. You know him, and you the empathy is strong. But with you know third person close, which means third by close it means, you know, if I'm writing about you, will I would be it would be third person. You know, will did this, will did that, but we would also know your inner thoughts. Right. And you would pick you know one kind of person, one character per scene to follow and you're in with them, and then you might pick another person for another chapter or another scene, and you're in close with them so yeah. that's it's third, so it's you know they did that he did this right but you're still getting all the closeness of first person right but in a mystery, also first person is amazing because you know you are figuring it out with the character yeah. with the lead character yeah but with third person you can create suspense, you know, you, or you can have dramatic irony, right. where The Audience will know more than your character. And so you see stuff coming for him and you're nervous for him or scared uh-huh. for him or excited and things don't go, you know, that's so it, there, I mean, there's advantages and disadvantages to both. And I'm just having fun, finally having fun with this project and well, playing with it.
1: That's great. Yeah.
0: It has, it has been actually. Yeah. I, mean, I certainly don't have as many words as I had planned on having by this point of the year. Right. But, uh,
1: you know, but who cares? Right. The point is, is that you're digging it, and you're yeah. enjoying what you're doing, and that's going to make it good.
0: Well, we don't Ideally. know. really <laughs> we don't know. At least yeah. the process will be more enjoyable, just with a kind of a shift in attitude. Yeah, uh, and just relishing the playing of it. Yeah, that's great. So that's kind of that's kind of what's been going on for me. Nice uh, doing this, and it's only. I mean, it's been several weeks since we've we've seen each other to work, but it's only in the last like. Seven to ten days that I've kind of gotten to this place, yeah. And who knows, I may wake up tomorrow and not be in it at all. But you know, right now it's feeling really good, just yeah. playing with it and having fun and exploring it. That rules, yeah, man. That's that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did uh, you know, how did it go with uh, kind of starting with uh, the song you were working on last? You know,
1: time? Uh, I have gotten to uh, a verse and a chorus, uh, neither neither of which I'm married to because I've already changed them once. Uh, and, and it's sort of like what you're talking to. I really should just go ahead and write it and then probably write it again, but I haven't done that. I've written, uh, like I said, this first verse and chorus, but the thing with the song, and I've learned this the hard way, is that I really am just trying to get that chorus something catchy, you know, something that makes sense uh, that is, you know, just a, just a you know, I mean, you know, a chorus, you know, instead of just a, but something that something that uh has a good refrain to it and i hadn't found it yet but that's okay i'll get there you know do
0: you uh like if you're writing and you would go back and rewrite do you ever like do multiple versions of a song and then play them all and see what happens
1: um it's rare um what i'll do generally is i i mean the song itself will always kind of be the song at least until i bring it to uh, a producer or, or one of the guys in the band that comes up with some super cool idea, and I'll just change it right then because it's a good idea almost always. Um, but I will change lyrics often, you know. And but 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 generally, you want to be able to get that chorus chorus right, you know. But I, but I, but I will change lyrics. So there's another one that I'm working on that I've changed like three times, and this is kind of what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, just just trying to to hit that perfect kind of story, but there is no perfect story. You no, know, just, no, of just make not. it a, just make it interesting. That's do, really the only goal.
0: Do you mind uh, getting detailed about like what you have so far? No, absolutely. And talking about it, and no, maybe no. talk us through like where it yeah. came from. Or you wanna, uh, do you want to do you want to read some of it? Or
1: uh, no, I'll play it for you. Um, Even better, Yeah, of course, I'll play you what I've got. Um, but um, I liked your story, so I tried to put myself in the person of. Uh, what is his name, by the way? Uh, shock. Shock. Okay. Well, in my, in my, in my song, <laughs> his name is John. All right.
0: <laughs> That's fine. Subject to change. Yeah, it's uh, Donald Shockley, but everybody calls him
1: Shock. Okay. That's cool. But I was just thinking about it in, in the terms of, uh, I was just thinking of it, of, of what, what would this, what would that day be like for that for that guy, you know, as far as like waking up and knowing... That this is it. I'm um, I'm gonna die today. Simple as that. Like and then try and, and try to get to that because that's interesting. That's uh, you know that's certainly dramatic. You know, it's a good way. High to, stakes. It's a good yeah. It's big stakes. So so my but see my job is to tell that story quickly. You know right uh, and to talk about the things that you were yeah that you outlined to me about uh, shock. You know, that that he is, um, he's going to die, he's going to kill himself, because he hasn't improved that year, right? Is it fair yeah, to say? Well he hasn't reached his potential.
0: That's, that's, right? that's the conceit of the idea. In the actual, like, the novel or story, or, wh- or what we think it might be, basically, you know, this one, uh, again, nobody commits suicide, actually, in this secret society. It's, you know, it's a ritual. It's a rite of passage. But Chloe is killed. Okay. And... He, you know, he had a relationship with Chloe and he did something horrible. And I don't know what that thing, horrible thing is yet, but basically most of the novel is him trying to, he is trying to prove that she got killed because he cannot bear to think that he has caused the suicide. Got it. So it's almost like it's an amateur detective story, but we don't even know if there's actually a murder. And so we're playing with that till the end. And I think oh, what, what he knows, if he, so let's say he killed her and then let's say he's going to do the right thing by this ritual, he would certainly have to commit suicide right. from that to live up to that. And hopefully we're getting into such a mental place where an audience would buy that. Yeah. It was where I read a quote that talked about fiction. It was like, you know, real life, it was, it was actually Neil Gaiman again. I'm going to be quoting him a lot. I have a feeling. But anyway, he does American Gods. You know, he wrote the book, and okay. he, uh, you know it's a TV show. I think it's on Showtime, and it's, uh, it's not seen damn But I, that's so we, one of the conceits of it is that there are the special places in America that have a lot of uh, spiritual power. Okay, and these places are actually roadside tourist traps. One of them is called House on the Rock, and I'm not sure where it is. I think it's Wisconsin or Minnesota or Michigan, somewhere yeah. northern Midwest, and it's this ridiculously crazy house built on this rock that is like thousands and, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of square feet and inside is like you know carousels and like cars and boats and like yeah. a mastodon and like all kinds of crazy shit and he was talking about taking the cast there because they filmed on location and he talked about seeing their eyes and they go like you know we read this in the book but I just couldn't you know this is even broader and the reason why he said that is because you know fiction has to be believable real life doesn't. Yeah, So he had to actually tone down House on the Rock, because otherwise anybody reading the book would be like, this is this, this too much. I right. don't believe this. So I have to get him, the, you know, the protagonist, uh, shot to a place to where we are actually going to believe that he could possibly kill himself. Because okay. no matter how hard he tried, he can't prove that she was murdered. And so he's got to take responsibility. Okay. Well, you know what? All right, so but my the, 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 song doesn't have to match what I'm no, doing. No, no, no. it's supposed to be fluid as hell.
1: I know, but but that. So I had already sort of gone without. I don't think we talked about Chloe last time, really. At We're least not I don't think we did. But I'd already sort of gone there in in the, my rough draft of the oh, nice. second verse that there was a that there was a, a girl. So like he had to think about the fact that uh, he was going to say goodbye. To all these people, and that there's one particular person that he had to Mm. say goodbye to, and that was going to be the second verse. So that's cool. Tell me about Chloe. Tell me as much as you can tell me about that relationship. I don't know anything
0: about her. And what I'm feared of, of, uh, I'm a writer. (laughs) Um, What I am afraid of is doing this, like, uh, you know, magic pixie girl thing. You know what I'm talking about? uh,
1: yeah, Yeah. The, the, the in the past, I've I've received de, the Zoo De Deschanel.
0: That's her role. Exactly. Always. You in know, music. she's hot, but not you know the hottest. But she's she quirky can play hot. Guitar. And oh look, she's available. Shocking. Amazing. You know, like like for you, just happened to be in the story. You know, right. and there's this there's trope of this. You know, like the white savior. We got the magic pixie girl. And so I'm scared to death of writing that. And in the past, I've received a a decent, I mean, a large amount of compliments for writing women. So I feel like it's generally been a strength of mine. Uh-huh. but I, I don't know shit about her right now. Um, and I've got to really do some, yeah, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to play with her yeah. and see, but we know, we know certain things that she has to be for the story to work. We have to, it has to be somewhat believable that she would commit suicide. Yeah. Uh, I, I do know this about her, her method of recollection for the year, uh-huh. you know, uh, for those that don't remember, you know, you have to recount your year. She's a photographer. So this we know about her. She's a photographer, so we know she has a good eye. That's, that's really where we are with her. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool, though. All right. It's I don't even have that, her philosopher yet. Yeah.
1: I've, ri- I've written two songs in the perspective of, of uh, a woman, and it was it was really cool to uh, exercise both times. I think they both ended up being really cool songs. Yeah. Know? Uh, so I, I know where, I know where you're coming from on you that. Do you remember
0: that line from as, as Good as It Gets? Did you see that movie? Yeah, of course, it's a great movie. <laughs> w- which line? I actually I actually never saw the movie, but this line got a lot of uh, uh, publicity then, and even more so now. But I'm sure. But it's like they asked the author Jack Nich- Nichols, you know, the famous author, you know how do you how do you write women so well? And he says something assholy like, Oh, so I remember know. he
1: says, "He's I think of a man and I take away, take away all reason and responsibility. <laughs> it was
0: something yeah, exactly, exactly. Like Something like that. So, dickish. so yeah. So we're not doing that. <laughs> right. We don't believe that. Um, but, uh, so how would you like to, uh, like writing cross gender? Well, I
1: liked it the two times I've done it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, I thought it was super cool. I'd never tried it before and I'd never, it was just sort of something that just happened really. And, oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm sure I will. I will do it again. You know.
0: Well. Uh, well. Yeah. Well, let's hear a little bit. Okay. Or yeah. Cool. Um, let's
1: switch mics. Okay. And I'll try and play it on this acoustic. The magic of radio here. Indeed. Um, and you can hear me tune, which is always everybody loves that.
0: There we go. Yeah. I think everybody does love that. Like, <laughs> I think you're being sarcastic, but like, as an audience member, like, I mean, if it goes on too long, you know, it's well, it, kind of it, crazy. It is, for,
1: it is a tune because I care.
0: But so. it's like, uh, there we go. But it's like if you're, here, you know, in an orchestra, you know, or you're going to see a Broadway show and there's a live orchestra and they start doing their thing, it, you kind of get excited. It's kind of fun. All right, so. Anybody buying that?
1: We're not. Let the people hear the realness. <laughs>
0: podcasting verite Podcast, yes okay
1: so but but and it's funny because I'm talking about that chorus and I know that there's a, a, a resolution uh, so so what I've named it so far anyway was goodbye but goodbye is not the chorus it's it's like at the very end but it's it should be if I do it right it should be super cool when you say it when you sing it rather but if I do it right so Sorry, I know. Alright, that's good. At the end, it would go
2: and say goodbye. Say goodbye.
1: Yeah, it's a little out of tune, but I dig that. Yeah, so that would be like the ender. Like I wouldn't say like so like. At the end of that first verse, it would go like, you know, like, it would be like,
2: He'd have to look them in the eye. And then go right
1: back into it. See saying?
2: He lost his fastball. Or
1: whatever,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. No, I love that. Yeah. Will you do me a favor just because I'm old, as my son tells me all the time? Will you read the lyrics as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just because I want... because I. I think that's I think that's interesting to talk about the lyrics themselves, and uh, you know, and I have. I'm, I'm
1: sitting here looking at the first draft too, which I could also read to you, which might be fun. So okay.
0: that'd be super cool, especially <laughs> like the changes and why <laughs> right. you made them. I, okay,
1: that's, that's cool. Yeah, well, that's what this is about, isn't it? All right, that's cool. So, um, so I did have. So the first verse goes. Uh, I think the first time I said John, and the second time I changed it. That's right. And I'm not sure why I did that. But uh, we'll go with the second version. uh, He was on his way out. This was his last day on earth, and there was no doubt. He'd stopped improving, and he knew deep in his heart that he was losing, which is sort of the premise of your thing there. Indeed. Um, So um, the first time I worked on it, this was the chorus. But the sun was warm on his face, a reminder that the world can be a lovely place. Before he could give up on living, he'd have to look her in the eye. Which now that I read it, I kind of dig it too. So <laughs> 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 I don't know. I might go back to that. Now Damn, I'm good. Well, no, because, I'm good. Well, no, because well, no, I know more about Chloe, and I might want to make it more about Chloe. So that's interesting. But okay, so so in what I just sang to you, uh, it was so he made a list of all his friends and anyone he'd need to make amends before he could give up give up on living he'd have to look them in the eye so yeah yeah so that those are the those are the two choruses.
0: that's that's cool and what yeah. uh, what are you preferring now Or you is it your
1: well okay the, so just I felt like the first time with the sun was warm on his face thing was a little too on the nose about trying to write a good chorus. As simple as that. Like, not to get too meta about it or whatever, but I was
0: like. This is all meta, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Fair enough. Yeah. But, you know, like, I, I, I was ch- sort of trying to write like a chorus that was like, oh, sun, sun is warm on his face. You know, right, like, yeah, I, right. I, I do that too. I get it. I mean, I could think of, of several songs that have that kind of a feel to it, like, like lifted. Okay. I'll tell you exactly what it is, is that you can tell from the first verse that the song would might be a little bit of a downer because you're telling a story of this guy that's going to die. So I was trying to give it like a little bit of a lift. And, Mm. And so in the second version, I decided, fuck it, this is a story and it's a cool story. So just tell the story. And if it's dark, then it's dark and just go back to the old trope that we use all the time is it, it, it can be a sad song. Just just make the music fun, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, just, just put, don't put it in a minor key or whatever, you know. Yeah. So just keep it major, and it should be cool. So, so yeah, that that's how I can That's so. That's when I was like, let's just let, let's make that chorus part of the story, um, and and but in the uh, in the doing of that in the writing down of that, that's where I came up with that goodbye bit, which I think if you uh, if you hold it instead of using it every time, if you just if you you know, you hold that bit until the very end, it's gonna pay off. Oh, it's gonna I, be satisfying so satisfying. Ideally. Yeah. And 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 that's another thing we you know, where we talk about like if I was a country songwriter and we were in Nashville, I would not do that. I would write, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I love country music, and I love popular music, so I'm not like snobbing out or anything. But I'm saying, like, if you were you would you would get to the point real quick, and you know what I mean. And the payoff needs to be right there. You know, oh, you don't really delay the payoff. But uh, for this, for the kind of music that I like, right? Uh, it's fine. Just. Just do it, man. If, if yeah. that's the way, if that's where it's going, then let that be where it's going.
0: And I kind of love uh, when songs will have this kind of anticipation, a build, yeah, this a build. build, and then maybe the build's denied, you know. Yeah. and you meet it later, and it's just it's all the more powerful. It's, yeah, uh, It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, how did it feel playing it? Did you were you?
1: Like uh, I kind of fucked up the guitar a little bit, so not awesome but, but i like the melody <laughs> right. i like the melody i play this one better on the electric and i can't explain why but i do uh, it's just that's what the song wants it well it's this little finger-picking thing that's the action's a little easier on my telecaster
0: well so it was so at the uh, at the end of this episode of the podcast i'm going to read a short story that was published yeah um so i i read it again you know in anticipation and yeah God, Lee, and I read it out loud and I was, you know, I was changing words cuz I was like, oh, this sucks. You know, like you I, I was Wait. seeing all these little like flaws and things that I could have changed. I mean, nothing major. Yeah. But just like a that's little That's okay to change it. A little word just. Oh, That's yeah, great to did, change it. I guess I was wondering if you were you also have felt that before. 100%. And like, and like, oh, wow. Oh, dude. You, why
1: did I choose No, man? no, no, no. But actually, here's what I do. I have to go ahead and change it. These songs, oh, yeah. are ju- these, we might have recorded them and whatever, but they're, they keep going. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. There, there's one song that we do, which is one of my very favorite live songs. It's called Bitter Tears. Um, and uh, he, yeah, he won't listen to this, so it doesn't matter. It's about my friend Adam, and he, uh, he went up to, he's a photographer, and he went up to New York and asked our other friend, who is still my friend, uh, Walker, to marry him. And uh, she said yes at the time. Until they got back to Atlanta, and then she gave the ring back. And it, uh, but but like the whole plan was like because I was in on the plan, and he kept telling me the plan, and and I and, and I and I've tried to be like. I don't know, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah. no Do you, yeah. we talk about this for Like, did you did you sense that coming?
1: Yeah, I totally sensed it coming. Fuck. Yeah, was like because I was friends with her too. So, but it, she didn't tell me necessarily. Right. But I, you know, I mean, just I was like, I don't know, man. I'm not sure that's the best move. You might I be was... kind of forcing the issue. And he's like, I want to force the issue, like that kind of deal. I, like, I want to have her make a call, and I was like. All right, oh, that call could go from the other way. <laughs> you know, Jeez. so I'm not writing a song about that.
0: Did she say yes because she didn't want to ruin the weekend?
1: Yeah, they were there with the black. Like, it was. It was. there were there with a bunch been a, of people. Yeah, yeah it would have been good for her. It would have been. And she made the right decision.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: Yeah, she made the right decision. And they went on and had a great weekend, and it was fun, and blah blah blah. And then she came home and who knows i wasn't in on her i'm not i'm not her third person narrator you know what <laughs> i mean i don't know maybe she was into it and then she got home and the reality set or she called her mom or whatever and who knows how that goes but right. we we play it live and i think it is just such a ripper it's like undeniable it's like a, it's almost like acdc you know it's just like it's just a great great live song and it's fun to play and it's fun to sing and all of it's great and i went back to listen to it um I hadn't listened to it in years, and I went back to listen to the recording, and I was like,
2: "Oh, it's so slow! I can't, you know." I was like, "I can't stand it anymore."
1: It's like we got to re-record it. No, and I've awesome. gotten a little, I've warmed up a little bit to it since, but uh I, it's not as good as we do it live, you know. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, but yeah, that's okay, you know. Yeah, we probably will re-record it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. My point is, nothing's ever finished. I think.
0: Right, I, I agree with that. Even even with something this. Published in book form, yeah. There's always another edition available, possibly. Wait, from you know, you know there. You
1: can have your own thing. There's music guys like um, it, like we talked. I don't know if we talked about him last time or not, but Jason Isbell. Uh, I'm a fan of his work for sure. And what's cool about him is he will change the keys on shit from show to show occasionally, and you just you got to kind of catch it. Be like, oh, he's doing that in A. Or oh, he took the capo off for that, or stuff like that, and I always appreciate that because either he was dicking around with it and was like, "I really like that there," well, my, my band's good enough. I'm going to tell them it's going to be an A tonight. You know what I mean? And it's like, "I really like that there," so let's try and see what that feels like, or maybe just had a cold. You know what I mean? Right. Sometimes that's and I like that too. It's human. You know, like it's like you know what I'm. I can't hit that note tonight. So, but I still want to sing the song. So tonight we're doing that in C you know what I mean like so anyway i I, I like when people do that you yeah. know as an audience member and a fan
0: yeah no I, I agree 100 percent yeah uh so what will be the next step on um, will you just continue like in another verse will you uh...
1: I, I, I gotta finish this sucker yeah i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna finish it yeah I, I have like three of them that uh, i'm I'm right on the cusp of that I've gotten about this far on. Oh cool. You know what I mean? And and I and I need to make a decision on where I'm going with it and I just need to just need to do it. So yeah.
0: So, well, so when you sit down and you have these three songs yeah. that are, you know, halfway or more, you know, completed, are you, are you waiting to see what mood you're in to pick what song you're working on? You nah, like, no, today I'm working on song A. yes,
1: it's that. It's where it's the same I, I will say at this point now cuz the fun part is sitting down in here uh, at night or, or early in the morning on a Saturday or Sunday and coming down in here for a couple of hours and just messing around on all these instruments until something comes out that you like. That's super fun. I love that. There's, I mean, that's just like, that's the reason to do it. You know what I mean? But the work is to do the same thing that you're doing and is sit down in front of your laptop or a pad of paper and write it out and be like, and make choices. That's the hard, it's work. You know, that's, it's, that's the hard part. Yeah. So I just got to make myself do that work. You know, and I will.
0: There we go. Yeah, faith. Yeah, uh, I want to bring up another kind of writing thing. Uh, yeah, that's going on. Uh, so there is a uh, short play festival in New York City called the Cherry Picking Festival, and I've had uh, two or three members of my theater company have had plays that were selected in it. What they do is they have a theme each year. You email in, say, "Hey, I want to write something." They hand you back like an inspiration, you know, a phrase, a song, something like that. Okay. Uh, and I've for three years I've emailed in and been like, hey, I want to write a play, and they're like, great. And then I just never send them a play. Right. Uh, and one of them, so one of them was uh, was a rock and roll theme, and oh. the song I was given was like a virgin. Okay. So I had this my I had this idea that I thought was amazing that I didn't end up writing but like you know, theater people get very um, the stereotype of the very the, uh, uh, boisterous kind of the theater, right? So, yeah, you know, that, that exists for acting a, for a reason, exactly. Genius. Exactly. Thank you. So my idea would be have like this theater director come out to L.A. You know to work on this short film. The first time she's been in L.A., you know, uh-huh. she doesn't you know deem you know film and cameras to be worthy of the you know the live right. theater. So she gets out there, and it's, and it's, a, it's a porno. That she's directing. And so the whole time she's taking it very theatrically, artistically pure... You know, tell you know why exactly are you looking? What your is place? my motiv- What's your motivation? <laughs> what is that? my <laughs> motivation for this gangbang, <laughs> sir? <laughs> exactly. Okay. So, so it's like it's a one-off joke. I, you know, it's either it's a good joke. It's yeah. been done, but like I'm sure I I'm really sure it's like so it. But it's anyway, funny. So I never I wrote about half of it, and, and some of it was pretty damn funny, but I never finished it. <coughs> so it's coming up this year again, and uh, this year I'm going to finish a stupid play and send it into him, whether it's you know awful or not. But the theme that I have is. Uh, Let's eat at the bar. So that's kind of another thing I'm going to be working on. This, okay. Is trying to figure out an idea for that. And I, you know, if you have any, let me know. Okay. <laughs> but that's, that's a goal I'm going to be working on. And I think I'll try to figure out and work on Chloe a little bit. Yeah. You know? The other thing um, that I've been thinking about is what exactly this college campus looks like. In my head, I have it on the border of uh, North Carolina and Georgia. Okay. I'm um, kind of splitting the things. I think so kind of, Blue
1: Ridge area?
0: Yeah, up in yeah. there, exactly. Kind of near, you know, Franklin. Well, that's, God, it's
1: beautiful
2: country. It is gorgeous it's up there. It's fantastic.
0: Think, so the outdoors is going to be a big part of it. The professor has a cabin like up on the mountain. So I've been playing about what this campus could look like. And, uh, that's the other thing I think I'll probably concentrate on too, is try to figure this shit out. You should go to, you
1: should go, to, you should go to, uh, Western Carolina and Silva and just walk around. Have you ever been there?
0: I have not, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm planning on doing just that. And I also want to go to Sewanee. Oh, that's, uh, oh
1: yeah. Oh man. Isolated yeah. is good. Sewanee's great. We this used to is, go there when I was a kid.
0: I think it's going to take place like in the early nineties. Oh yeah, Cause that's kind of when I was in college. And so, and also no cell phones, no internet really. Uh, which I think is a. It's a nice bonus to have some technology restrictions if you're trying to write a mystery in this day. and age. Yeah, there's so much you can find. That makes out a lot of cheese. sense. Yeah, I think so too. And like you know, people have done it well without being obvious about it. You know, you don't necessarily place it because I'm not going to be like Gulf War or George Bush yeah. or stuff like that. So the time is hopefully going to be almost just something we really don't think about. But we know that there's no cell phones right. and that kind of thing.
1: So I don't want to get you off topic because you're, you're on a roll here. But we were talking about <laughs> things being set in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, and we, I don't know if you guys touched on this. Uh, but what a, I really liked the fact that Captain Marvel was set in the 90s. But I hated almost every song they played except for you know, the except I'm, for "Come as You Are." I didn't, and I was like, I was alive and listening to music. Why are you choosing all the crap? And the whole I thing to garbage.
0: Having the, having the <laughs> "I'm Just a Girl, No Doubt" thing and the, they were you know, were the, they the, even the, the 90s scene. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. Are you sure? maybe not that point? I don't know, uh,
1: man. But there, there was still the cramp, there was the there was thematically. Well, there was the Cranberries. That was, those were, I mean, I know they wanted to eat girl power and everything, but there was other cool girl bands. I don't know. I mean, they yeah. finally used the Courtney Hole at the end, which yeah, is a killer and song, golly. Man,
0: those, she has like two or three on that album that I just she, Several of them love. that were
1: all written by uh, Billy Gorgon, actually. Oh, That's really? one of them. Yep. Mm-hmm. No it. Yeah. Uh, we Malibu to... is another one.
0: Killer song. That's a great
1: song. God. God. <laughs> Billy, that guy can write a melody yeah 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 Yeah. anyway i'm sorry so you were talking about uh going to swanee, the, the college campus where we're yeah so yeah.
0: I, I googled like you know the best mountain colleges yeah you know like views or whatever and mm-hmm. several in this area you know swanee was one western carolina was one yep. uh there are a couple more so at some point in you the get next, fishing while you're there too yes i could yeah yes i could yeah so at some point i think i'll play around with that um so we're about fifty minutes in, man. You want to um, anything else we want to say right now? Or you, you I want to hear.
1: Get... I want to hear you
0: uh, e- emote to the people. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I, uh, I ended it last time, so you get to close it this time. I thought it was very cool having that song, and I like I could like play it on my podcast, and then I like played it back again, even though you know I have it <laughs> already. But well, it's fun to have different <laughs> versions. You know, I get it. It's fun to have different versions it was of like things. Like my own like a live acoustic performance. So yeah. So I'm gonna read a short story. Um, I've mentioned Wright Club before. And uh, those oh
1: my god, such a great event! I, I need to go uh, again. Yeah, thank I, you for introducing I'll, me to it. T- yeah, tell the people
0: if they don't know, or well, did you I'd, mention it last yeah, time? Yeah, I, 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 I think they know, but the yeah. uh, but what they did, they published an anthology, I guess, to kind of almost like the best of Bright Club, right? It's Tender Blood Sport Volume One. That's funny. And why don't we switch? Uh, yeah, switch coming at you, again. coming at you, back around. And so, I was really honored. When they chose one of my pieces, which, by the way, did not win, <laughs> even though it was now selected for this thing. I did not actually win that night, which is pretty funny. Uh, so, you know, it's not necessarily. Uh, well,
1: you know, the other was it? A, who, who were you up against? Maybe they, had was, good, maybe they had a
0: good night. I was. I was up against Nick Tukowski, uh, the who runs the whole thing. And he's uh, with him, him and Mike Johns. And he's well, he's great. Yeah. You know, I'll happily lose to him every time. Yeah. And uh and think it a think it a victory. So anyway, so I was honored when it happened. And then picking it back up today and flipping through the book again, there's so many great people in this and good works. And it's people that I didn't really, you know, it's been several years. Yeah. Maybe two or three, maybe four. Um I know so many more names in here, not because like I know the people really well, some yeah. I do. But because their work, I've just heard them oh, and read cool. them. And so, like, I, yeah. like, I'm even more honored now. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's aged well.
0: Yeah, like, I think they, uh, yeah, whatever. So, this is it. I don't think I need to introduce anything of it. Uh, other than picture that this is read, you know, aloud in public. It's about seven minutes long. So, if you don't want to, if you want to say goodbye now, that's cool. I get it. Uh, but uh, for what it's worth, this is Signal. Written by me. The first time I heard the chimes, I was at the pub, a month after Porrick's wake. But I'm getting ahead of myself. You may have no idea who I am or what I'm talking about. It's possible at least. Six years ago, October, my boy Porrick died in that sudden overblown storm that hit parts of Dublin. A tree limb fell and landed on his head. He was pronounced dead on arrival. I was inside watching a football match. My wife, um, sorry, my former wife, Elspeth, was on holiday in New York City at the time. After Pork's passing, she never returned, to at least least to my knowledge, to Dublin. Okay, so what's important to know? Why I went searching for Elspeth? Maybe what made me write the books? The ghost? They're all related, so let's just start at the beginning. I was standing outside of the pub, smoking, grateful for a moment alone. You see, when you're that guy, the man whose son was dead and whose wife had left him, people feel the need to constantly make sure you're not going off the deep end. Of course, this kind of sudden attention, when you're not used to it, will only send you there quicker. So I'm standing there smoking, grateful, like I said, for some privacy when I heard them. It was one of those experiences where you recognize it's a little crazy as it's occurring, but you can't help yourself. You believe it. It's like where you start looking around for verification, even though you know you're alone. And it's not as if uh, it was just in my head. It was out there, ahead of me. So much so that I could tell if it moved, I could follow it. And that's what I did. For two hours, it took me down the streets of Dublin, winding me around until I stopped dead in front of Blitz Travel. There was a poster of New York City in the window. It was captioned, Your Future Awaits. I left the next morning to find Elspeth. I think it's fair to say that I hated New York City immediately. Not sure why I still live here. I've heard some people arrive and think everything is possible. My first thought was, we're all doomed. First thing I did upon arriving was to call Elspeth's cousin that she was visiting. She didn't know anything. She just thought that Elspeth had decided to go back home sooner than expected. She didn't even know Porrick had passed. I had no idea where to look for Elspeth, and it's not because New York felt foreign and vast, although it did. It was because I realized with this enormous emptiness that I didn't really know my wife. I didn't know what she liked. What would she seek out for comfort? Where would she go to mourn? The things I knew about her were all related to Porrick. Snacks she would make, lullabies she'd sing, bags she'd packed with all of his things. He had so many fucking things. When I think of her, I think of him. I remember that Pork would... I have a temper. I yell, even when I don't mean to. I'd say I can't control it, but of course that's a lie. And my yelling would make Pork cry. I'd yell something and he would stand there struggling to hold back tears and he'd say, I'm still happy. I'm still happy. He'd be sobbing, and he's sobbing, but he's still saying, "I'm still happy." And I never knew whether he was being defiant, "You won't make me sad," or comforting, "It's okay, I'm good, duh." Or if he was just talking himself into being OK. Maybe it was just his signal to, to his mammy to pick him up. We were in love for a bit, of course, but now I don't think of her outside of Porik, and I suppose I didn't when he was alive. Of course she wasn't going to come back. Of course she disappeared. There were over 200 Irish or faux-Irish pubs in New York. Elspeth and I met at a pub. She was working, I was drinking. That dynamic was fairly consistent throughout our marriage. So having absolutely no better idea of where to look, I started there. I decided to begin at the bottom of the island and move north. It was slow going. Eventually I made it up to Greenwich Village, diving into pubs for a pint along the way. And that's when they reappeared. That same tune, the same chimes. My body felt stupidly alive. Once again, I followed the sound, this time to a playground. I noticed him right away. Of course, he didn't look like the other children, but it was close. He would look at me from time to time, smile, then go back to playing. He was playing with the other kids, don't ask me how. It made me happy he wasn't alone. I watched him for about an hour. Then one moment I looked away and he disappeared. That's pretty much how I spent my days. I'd go looking around at the pubs for Elspeth in the afternoons, and at some point I'd hear the chimes, and then I'd let them lead me to my boy always a different place. I don't remember having the idea to bring a notebook, but at some point I did. I started recording what Pork and his friends were doing. Eventually I became bored of that. Not of watching him, of course, who gets a second chance like that. But you can only write down. Pork slid down the slide giggling so many times. I started giving them adventures, him and his friends, putting them in different places. Then it was like they were acting out my stories. Sometimes it was as if I was telling them what to do, and other times they were telling me what to write. That's how it started. I'm sure it hurt Elspeth every time she saw one. I know it hurt me. I'm not sure why the books are so popular. I'm grateful for the money. It's the first time I've ever been considered a success. I'm not as grateful for the attention. Most of the things that have happened to me since I became rich and famous, such an American phrase, have been designed by someone else. The book signings, tours, readings... Writing this may be the first thing I've done on my own in years, and even this I'm doing because I think he wants me to. The last time I heard the chimes, they led me to Elspeth. She was sitting on a bench in Central Park, all out in the open, not hiding from anyone. She would never choose a pub over a park. Only I would. There wasn't any small talk. I asked if she'd heard the chimes. Yes. Did she see him? Yes. What does he want? For you to tell me, she said. So I did. The day Poruk died, we were going to watch the match together. We'd been talking about it all week, but when it started, he wanted to play outside instead. It hurt my feelings. The entire first half, I kept asking him to come inside. He wouldn't. He asked me to come play with him. I didn't. The second half, when the weather suddenly went to hell, he wanted to come in, watch, sit with me, cuddle. He begged. He was scared of the noise, scared of the lightning, but I wouldn't let him. I said he had made his choice. There are times when you're a parent where you have to be hard on your child to teach them. This wasn't that. Elspeth didn't cry. She took a breath. She said, I forgive you. She said he forgave you immediately and absolutely. I suspect that somehow he had already told her what had happened and that he had waited to bring us together until she could come to terms. He never spoke to me, but that doesn't mean he didn't speak to her. I wanted to ask her that and a million other questions, but when she walked away, I didn't stop her. I keep waiting to hear the chimes again, but almost all of me knows I won't. Still, I listen. I meet people often. I'm sometimes recognized. When people ask me how I'm doing, I only have one answer. I'm still happy. Yeah, so that was uh, that was that.
1: Really good, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, I loved it. All right, what a great story.
0: I appreciate That's it. A sad story. Yeah. Super sad
1: story. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like them sad stories. You do. So I've been thinking about
1: your other sad story. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been toying with doing something uh, more with it. I feel like it might be a play. It might be a novel. Like it would extend the search. But uh, it might just be what it is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Sometimes you, you, it's nice to put a nice, well, an open in, you kind of leave it open, but it's definitive, which, you, you know, right there. Yeah. So it's got You a, could easily leave it there.
0: Yeah. I, I would call it a story that works. Yeah. And that's, that's right. That's really all I can ask for Yeah. Uh, at this point. So, uh, homework assignments. Yes. I, I'm going to work on Chloe and the campus. I'm going to see about putting Chloe in this song. All right. Outstanding. For sure. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening uh, to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I had a good time. And uh, until we meet again.